clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Yo, 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 welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meet scripture. Listen, I'm super excited. I have a great show today for you guys. I'm going to have a special guest for this show, my brother Adrian Alexander, who will be coming on after the featured song for this episode. But listen, man, I want to thank everyone who has donated to the Path of Revelation uh, Path of Revelation Ministries towards the music, towards the podcast. Um, thank you so much. I don't take for granted when people support me and and, and support the brand, and 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 not just support in in listening, but actually give money like that. That that that's very humbling, very very humbling because it says that you believe in in believe in what I'm doing. And so um, for those who are who may be new to the show or or have not had the opportunity to catch the last two episodes, um, I've been announcing I'm working on my solo project. Um, I'm super excited. My first single will be dropping on my birthday, which is September 16th. And I'm excited to share with you guys um, uh, the album probably won't come until next year just because I don't like promoting music around the holiday season. I really don't, you know, as an independent artist, and maybe it may be a mental thing for me, but it feels like during the holiday seasons, uh, people are are really being consumed with the holiday season. And so um, the, the album probably won't come, <clears throat> excuse me, until the first half or, or the first quarter of next year, probably late January, beginning February, uh, beginning of February around that time, maybe. Um, but I'm excited to share some music with you guys. And so what I've been doing, I've been asking for my supporters uh, to donate to sow into the ministry at least a dollar, um, whether it be by uh, PayPal, which our PayPal is path of revelation now at gmail.com, or you can donate to my cash app, Gabriel T. Parker, Gabriel T. Parker. And I'm just asking for at least a dollar for my supporters. Most of you guys have donated way above a dollar. And I thank God for you guys. Um, But here's here's what this is going towards. Um, Anytime you donate to Path of Revelation, your money is going towards mixing, mastering, because all of these things cost money, mixing and mastering. Uh, visuals, you know, I want to create some, some, some dope visuals for you guys, uh, some visuals that will really be a blessing to the world, uh, because I want to get this music out to as many people as possible. I want to get this podcast out to as many people as possible. Uh, so when you donate, it goes towards the production aspect, um, the finishing product visuals. Um, it also goes towards sponsoring ads. You know, I'm able to sponsor ads, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where where more people can be exposed uh, to the ministry. And so 
I'm just asking for donations. If you aren't able to donate, pray, pray that God opens up doors. Um, but I thank you guys because you guys have been rocking with many of you guys have been rock really rocking with Path of Revelation over the years as a group. And now that the podcast has been going on for it's probably close to a year now, you guys have been supporting. So I thank God for you guys. Um, if you have any prayer requests or any few uh, suggestions for future shows. I always say this. You can go to path of revelation now.com. You can leave your prayer requests. You can leave your questions, suggestions, or any, uh, or anything like that. You know, I love to, to interact with the listeners and answer questions and even tackle topics on, on the show. But listen, uh, this show I'm going to be discussing has worldliness become like a cuss word, you know, ha, ha, I, I want to talk about worldliness because we always we always talk about that. I feel like that's something that we no longer talk about in the church. Um, I feel like that word is viewed in a negative light, even though I believe the Bible has a lot to say about worldliness. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to share. Um, I'm going to have my brother at um, Adrian Alec. Alexander on the line. He's an awesome teacher of God's word. And he and I are going to talk about this topic. But listen, I want to get into the featured song for this show, which is by my brother, Reed B. Versus. Listen, he just released his sophomore project, which is titled Micah's Birthday, which is his youngest son. Listen, this this project, all everything he's talking about on this project is like true stories like I was with Doug as he was going through these things and it was a really hard time in his life but he's sharing through the storm how God was faithful and how God will bring you out with God will uh, have you victorious in the midst of the of your circumstances and he'll bring you out victorious and so I want you guys to check out uh, Read B versus latest project, Micah's birthday. But I want to play a single from the project, which is titled One of These Days. So let's hop into Read B versus One of These Days. This one's for a man who ran a check of pass on the last leg of his race, who raised a check of flag. He was troubled a bit and often made him pause, never forgiving himself for all the pain he caused. He had three sons and a little girl, but he cheated on their mother with these different girls. The product of growing up in the broken home. He was broken and hoping that he can cope alone. He started smoking and mixing potions to coast along. Just out here floating and noticing all this hope is gone. Before you judge him, understand this is all he knows. Drugs and liquor out here rolling up to rolling stones. This is the life on Ida May. He wish he never chose but when you lose your way it's tough to find a better road yeah he wants to be a better man been wishing life had dealt him in the better hand man yeah my daddy loves me yeah my daddy loves me my daddy loves me i know he loves me yeah my daddy loves me yeah one of these old days I guess one day we gon' see yeah. 
drunken nights, high off weed to make it through the day. He's too cane prescription pills, he pops a few a day. His sons play ball, he doesn't care at all. Intoxicated, unaware of any cares at all. He's beating the only woman that cared at all. So she leaves and takes the kids and doesn't care at all. And then he straightened up and got his act together. He started down that path to get us back together. He sobered up and even stopped the cigarettes. Got his GED and even started drinking less. Enrolled in college with aspirations of gaining knowledge. Work studying and now he's working to gain deposits. He stopped the hustle and pushing work to make it work. But those demons resurfaced that only made him hurt. He ran back to the dope and lick, obeyed the thirst. And never thinking that giving in would make him worse. Man, my daddy loves me. Yeah, my daddy loves me. My daddy loves me. Yeah, I think he loves me. Yeah, does he love me? Yeah, my daddy loves me. I guess one day we gon' see. These lady kicked him out, she couldn't take the stress. His kids a little older, so they're real upset. A lot of hurt involved, more than just a little mess. So he picked up and left, cause he had nothing left. Moved in with his sister just to get out the rain. But I ain't talking about the weather, there's a lot of pain. Moved into the attic just to seclude himself. But who would think he found the Bible and improve himself? God met him in the attic as he searched his word. He was convicted of a sin, God's voice was heard. His oldest son came to see him, he was changed too. Cause the Lord stepped in his life, now he's the same dude. There was a different aura that was over dead. His son could see the spirit working on the Lord's behalf. What a beautiful testimony they share together. Father, son, relationship repair forever. Yeah, yeah, my daddy loves me. Yeah, my daddy loves me. Yeah, my daddy loves me. Yeah, you see, he loves me. Yeah, the father loves me. Yeah, my daddy loves me. I told you we was gon' see I told you we was gon' see You are now sky dreaming Yo, what's up, bro? What's up, man? I finally got you on the show <laughs> Yeah, I, I appreciate it, bro Man, it's, it's an honor to be on here with you, man Listen, I, what I want to do real quick, because um, I'm, I'm just, we kind of, you know how we just kick it all the time, but I want to let everyone know who you are. For everyone that's listening, this is my brother, Adrian Alexander, um, my good friend, my brother in the Lord, man, we've, we've just had so many edifying conversations, seems like every day now, and um, we've been, it's, what's kind of funny is... Um, me and him didn't even know each other, but our wives actually grew up together. <laughs> our wi- our wives grew up. Um, we all like me, my wife, and his wife. We all went to the same elementary school, and then um, later on, as my wife got and, and us, we as we got older, my my wife and his wife ended up going to the same church, and then um, <clears throat> when when Adrian and uh, his wife Velani got married uh, that's kind of like when we started kicking we would do like double dates go to the movies and stuff like that and what's funny is he and I <laughs> and I know my wife go kill me if she listening to the show her he, he and I now we talk more than uh, she and Velani uh, Adrian's wife talk now and so so um 
we we make fun we make jokes about it and everything like hey we're real friends you know you guys are kind of slacking you know so <laughs> so but but i got my brother adrian on the on the call with um with uh as the special guest for this show adrian greet the people man before we hop into this topic <laughs> hey, well, uh, first and foremost, uh, praise the Lord. And, you know, I'm, I'm honored to uh, have an opportunity to to be here speaking with my uh, speaking with my bro Gabe, and you know, I look forward to you know everybody uh, who's listening to this to definitely be blessed by uh, you know the things that we're going to be discussing. So again, I'm honored. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, so I what I do, Adrian, and I know you you listen to the show. But for everybody that listens, y'all know how I do. I like to just jump right in. And so, one of the things, and and Adrian and I have had these conversations all the time. But I kind of, you know, if you guys are like a fly on the wall, you know that y'all are kind of be the fly on the wall on 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 when it comes to this conversation and conversations that I have with brothers who are about a, who are a part of my accountability circle. Um, so this is that conversation for you guys. But I wanted to talk about today, Adrian, um, worldliness. <laughs> it seems like it seems like worldliness has almost become like a curse word now in the church. Like it's like something that we don't really talk about or address in the church. Um and those who attempt to expose and deal with worldliness, it seems like we're usually considered legalistic. You get what I'm saying? Like if yeah. the moment you start talking about, hey, you know, compromise and right and wrong and don't be like the world, you know, it seems like people want to tag you as a as a um, as a Pharisee or being legalistic and I've really been one of the reasons why I I wanted to bring you on to talk about this conversation with me is because um, I think it's important for people to hear your perspective on it as well and I wanted people to hear it kind of fleshed out you know us us talking through different nuances of this um, of this particular topic but it seems like worldliness has become like a bad word in the church like we what we shy away from that why why do you would you agree with that or what's your thoughts on that man um i agree uh i would have to agree man um i think that is um very alarming (laughs) then uh what we're noticing or or what we're giving you know, attention to on a matter. Uh, I definitely think it's just something that's, you know, not being talked about in the church as often. And I think it's concerning because uh, it raises the question, are we, uh, what's, what's happening and what's going, what is going on in the church then if we're not talking about it? if we're not bringing awareness about it and if we're not bringing awareness about it i think what's what's going to happen well, what is happening as a result is we don't know how to uh as the body of christ we don't know how to separate the two mm. so mm-hmm. how do we how, how do we identify ourselves from being a peculiar people versus now adopting to more of, of, of the world and what the world system is. And you definitely see that playing part in the church. Uh, I would even say 
and I was telling my wife this um, not too long ago. I was telling her we were watching. It was a show that was on, uh, and uh, it was a show that consists of uh, it was church based, mm. and um, I couldn't help but tell her. I said, you know, um, but, you know these church shows. You know, uh, unfortunately. Are stemming from a church culture that's been shaped by the world, mm. and um, I just think, man, it's very concerning. Um, I think that uh, what we're doing is we're allowing uh, the world to shape. I even think that we're allowing the world to shape how we view scripture. Wow! And I think that how we view scripture, you know what it is. I think how we view scripture um, is not how the writers even wrote it. Wow. So so what you're saying is because we are 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 being influenced by pop culture or the world so much that it is influencing us not to even look at scripture from a contextual standpoint. Yeah. Yep. Because absolutely uh, the world wants to do what they want to do. You know, they want to be you know, they want to. Hey, this is such a do me society. You know, to where we're using scripture to do us. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know what? Because I, I know some people are probably listening and like, okay, worldliness. But what is worldliness? Like, where where does that stem from? And so, what I think it's important for us to understand that, like, the Bible is constantly um, making a distinction, Right. When we're reading through the Gospels, um, the epistles um, of the apostles, they're constantly making a distinction between what it means to be a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ and what it means to not be. And so, you know, we see Paul saying things like come out from among them and be separate um, touch not the unclean things. And so when I think about worldliness, um, I'm reminded of like second Corinthians chapter four. Like we have to understand that the world is a system. It's a, it's a way of belief. It's a belief system, um, that is directly influenced by the devil. Um, and so, and so when we see things like, um, I'm reminded of like Romans 12, chapter one through two, that says, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So in other words, the Bible lets us know that the world or worldliness is actually the opposite of God's will. It is foreign to God's will. Um, also, Second Corinthians, and I'm just kind of laying a foundation for everything that we're saying and that we're going to say. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse three through four, it says, "And even if our gospel is veiled or hidden, it is hidden to those who are perishing." Verse four says, "In their case, the God of this world." has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So in other words, it's referring to Satan as the God of this world. And so when we deal with worldliness, 
Satan is literally behind that. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's a system that is anti-Christ and anti-God. And I had an interesting thought about this whole topic because, um, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Usually when we talk about worldliness, people usually just perceive it as do, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Or, or, or that's compromise, which I believe that's true. You know, you know, worldliness, um, when we when we identify worldliness, we're identifying things that we that we as Christians should be abstaining from or striving not to do. But I think there's an aspect of worldliness that we don't look at. Um, and, and that is the fact that when we really start studying the scriptures and what worldliness is, you can't study and, and understand worldliness without understanding the holiness of God. That's right. Um, God's God being holy means that he is perfect and worthy of worship. Um, and his perfection um, requires perfection. Um, yeah. This is why we needed a savior. <laughs> because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so one of the things that I'm learning in light of like all of the, we're hearing about all of these Christian celebrities and artists, worship leaders, former pastors coming out, walking away from the faith. And, and one of the common themes that I've heard from all of these individuals that have walked away from the faith is they always talk about how evil the world is and 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 in a in a and in, in, in a direct or in a, or indirect way it's almost like they're blaming the church for fueling what's wrong with the world like if yeah. the church wasn't so judgmental and pushed people away we wouldn't be seeing mass shootings we wouldn't be seeing all of these things that are going wrong like if God was truly loving, we wouldn't be seeing sickness in the world, people dying, innocent kids being killed. And one of the things that I'm learning is that when we understand God's holiness and worldliness, it actually helps us make sense of the evil in the world. That's right. It helps us make sense of these things. And so when I hear people walking away from the faith um, and, and those things being a contributing factor I, I usually find that these people never really had a foundation in the gospel or understanding of and, and you can't really have an understanding of the gospel if you don't understand God's perfection or his holiness. Right. You can't understand the gospel if you don't understand the wages of sin being death and 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 what that actually means and what that actually looks like. You know what I'm saying? And the effects that that have on have but but what are what are your thoughts on that man what do you think about that i agree yeah you know even what you said about uh, us looking at the evil and everything that's going on in the world by any means does that not negate god and all that he is um i think you know people bring up that all the time they talk about all the evil in the world you know um People say, you know, well, hey, you know, where is God? You know, um, if there is one, you know, how is so much of the, these things still going on? And one of the things that I tell people is one thing that we do know is you cannot have evil without good. Mm. And 
and you cannot have good without God. Um, because in other words, you know, where would good come from? Right. How do you justify it? Right. You know, how do, how do, how do you even have a problem with evil if there is no God? Yeah, exactly. 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 And then, you know, um, you know, by God's definition, we all are. Right. You know, we all are evil. You know what I mean? So right. we've all, we're, we're all flawed by sin, you know? So, um, but of course, thank God he gives us a way out, you know, through his son, you know? So, um, but I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, what's going on in the church is true, which just goes to show scripture talks about what's going on in the church. Scripture talks about these type of people, people talking, they talk, well, he calls them thieves, mm. you know, thieves thieves being in the church and um, also talks about people who really yeah but just as Christians are uh, you know we have a lot of Christians now who are seeking fame you know and uh, I think that that really is is dangerous the reason why that is dangerous is because as scripture says even in Matthew it talks about how you know we we uh, claim the name of God we could claim the name of the Lord with our, our mouths but our hearts are kept away from him right and um i just think that you know we got to be careful you know and, and not to use uh what we want in our hearts and our desires and using you know god as a means to an end mm. you know and that's what we do a lot of when it comes to scripture you know so and god's really trying to give us a bigger picture and say hey listen everything that you desire you're not going to find happiness in even in fame and fortune and all that's found in him you know so it all comes back to wait you, know, you got man. man you you we got to stay there for a second because you're saying so much right now like when we talk about Christians pursuing fame. This is something that has really like, I feel like God has really been dealing with me about and how it seems like, okay, I'll just start with myself. One of the things that I've been striving to do and really been feeling convicted of the Lord to do this past week is to really focus on submitting myself and strengthening my devotion before God. And, and one of the ways that I believe the Lord has really been convicting me in is saying, hey, Gabe, seek work, practice praying and seeking my face without having any ambition towards your brand, without having it's like separate your devotion from your brand. Like a lot of time. And what that meant to me is a lot of times when we pray, um, when we when we pray, whether we're at home or church in the back of our mind or even in the front of our mind, we always have our promotion at the forefront of our mind. Like, OK, God, I'm going to give you the glory and you're going to make my name great or you're going to you're going to elevate me. And and so one of the things I've been challenged with is, is when you when you separate your ambition for, for whatever you're doing, your ambition for your brand, your gift, um, what, whatever your talent is, when you separate your ambition for that from your from your prayer life and you're just seeking God, like you find out how much you really want God. Like, yeah. dang, man, I ain't want I didn't really want you as much as I thought I did. I just wanted what you can give me. I wanted the promotion that that I desire. And so. Yeah. 
it's funny how we always make it seems like we tend to make our pursuit of God about us. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to glorify you, but I want something in return. You know what I'm saying? And so and I think what happens is we this this is a effect of worldliness um, in the church where 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 we make things about ourselves. Like I'm even reminded in the beginning, like when we look at Adam in the beginning, God told him not to eat of the of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, don't even touch it. Right. Um. And what's what's interesting about that is that it wasn't the the tree of the knowledge of evil. (laughs) It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which which some would be like, well, it's actually a good thing to know good and evil. Right. The difference. But here's why it was bad in that instance. Number one, Adam already had he was already in perfect fellowship with God. (laughs) Yeah, sure was. (laughs) He did. He didn't need to know. He didn't need to know, have a knowledge of good and evil when he was already in fellowship with the um, the, the the standard of goodness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 of course, God said, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But we we always want what we want, it seems like. And I think fame is an idol for many of us in the church. Yeah. We desire for our names to be great. And I said this on one of the other shows, bro, like none of the mighty men of God or women of God in the scriptures that whose name was made great, including Abraham, they weren't they weren't chasing fame. No. When they did chase those things, they they end up falling in sin. It was pride and God judged them and then they had to repent. But none of them was chasing that stuff. And not at all. And Abraham didn't even live to see his name become great. Like, you know, he died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he didn't see that until he was in paradise and he saw Christ come like the fulfillment yeah. of the prophecy in Genesis 12. And I believe 22 when he says, you know, you know, I'm going to make you, you a mighty nation and stuff. And you, you know, yeah. through you, the seed and, you know, all of those things. But. We 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 found a way to make the scriptures about us. And I believe it's because to your point, I believe it's because we're allowing the world to influence us. Um, There's a difference between bragging on God and then using God to brag. See, see, we don't we not we're not really concerned about God's glory. We're concerning. We're concerned about sharing and getting glory for ourselves. Yeah. And using his yeah. name to do it, I believe, yeah. in a lot of instances. And I think what happens as a result of that, like it causes us to abandon what we're supposed to be doing as believers. Uh, you know, you mentioned what they were focused on during biblical times, which obviously we're not focused on today. You know, uh, uh, one of the things that they were doing was they were so focused on God and doing his work. And a big part of his work was spreading the good news. And if we can't pursue uh, what we want in the name of Christ and and, and yet uh, share his name at the same time, you know, with people, because we're not only called to be believers, you know, we're called to also, uh, as believers, to make disciples. And I just think that 
the more and more that we conform to the world, you know, it's, it's already getting less and less with us, you know, talking about Jesus. And I think I told you before that, you know, there was a study that was done that said Christians aren't even talking about Jesus amongst each other. Mm. You know what I mean? So they did studies on this stuff and just looked at, uh, I mentioned to you before that people are uh, not even talking about Jesus. Like people are only mentioning, probably would talk about Jesus, the average Christian, nine times out of the entire year. Right. And this is alarming. Like, this is very alarming. And I think it's something that we need to talk more about in the church. But I think it's just showing us, you know, where the church is headed. And you brought up, you know, the Antichrist earlier. And I, and I say all the time, you know, the church is conforming more to the world while the world is becoming more Antichrist. Right, right. And you and know, it's, it's, and you yeah. know what, bro? I, it, I, I want I wanted to make, want it to make sense for the listeners, too, on, on why I actually brought up the story of Adam, Adam and Eve and the and, and, and the serpent in the garden. One of the reasons why I, I brought that up is because in Second Corinthians, I just read the scripture that Satan is the God of this world. He's behind the world system where where do we see the first example of the world system at work? <laughs> we see it in the Garden of Eden. The, the 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 deceiver or the father of lies, Satan deceives um, the woman and encourages the man to go against the commandments of God. Right. You know, um, this is this. All of this, everything that you're saying is so true. Like there's nothing good. And I have to stress this. There's nothing good that comes out of worldliness. There's nothing good that comes out of it. Actually, what the church, what we have, the church have to realize is that we don't have to become worldly to reach the world. That's right. You know, there's, there's, there's this type of, a lot of times we think that we have to conform to reach the world, but the Bible yeah. never says that. Like yeah. you don't, if, if you have to become worldly to reach the world, then you're not reaching them with the gospel. That's right. Because because 1 John 2 verse 15 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for yeah. all that is in the world. The desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not of the father, but is from the world. So when I see like pastors playing secular music in their services or or profane music um, when I see gospel artists collaborating with profane artists um, and all of these things and, and, and what they always claim to do oh I'm doing this to reach the world but we never see that example in scripture we never see the apostles partnering up with the soothsayer or a psychic um, we never see Jesus uh, preaching a sermon and saying, hey, hey, not hey, sinner or hey, non-believer that I'm supposed to be ministering to. Hey, come up on this mountain and help me preach this message. Like we just we don't see we don't see the apostles or the church leveraging the influential people in the culture to reach more people for Christ. Right. They were they were devout people who were, um, you know, 
focused on being peculiar for the name of Christ. Um, and I think that's that's what we have to be, you know. Uh, they never focused on that, you know, uh, and during biblical times. And, uh, and if this is the way that we have to reach people, uh, it goes against everything in Scripture. But not only that, but what we'll do is we'll just continue to water the gospel down. Right. And uh, when we water the gospel down, what we're gonna have, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna start catering to what people re- want to hear and not what they need to hear. Right. And um, and that can be very dangerous. That can be very dangerous, you know. So because a lot of people, I think that there is, and um, I think that there is a sense of, of of those out there who are really looking for truth. Right. But if we're finding ourselves conforming more to the world, how are these kind of people going to find it? You know, I think more people, you know, are really seeking truth. And there are those out there that are seeking God. But unfortunately, you know, they're not going to find it in the churches that's acting more secular than biblical. Right. And so I agree, man, we have to get back to rightly dividing the word, not just not just picking scriptures out and making them mean what we want them to mean but actually teaching and preaching the text. Like, what is the story about? That's something that I always try to do um, on this show or whenever I have an opportunity to speak before people and and share the word, I always try to give context to the scriptures that I'm reading or, or, and give understanding of what the text is actually saying. Not not my opinion on the text, but what is the text actually saying? And, 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 and so I find that um, a lot of times when when we do that, there's a dip, there's a difference between preaching what you want the text to say and actually preaching what the text say. Right. You know, and what I'm as saying? a result, what happens is here's what happens as a result. Um, when you actually come to people and show them, you know, the true meaning behind scripture, they wrestle with it. Right. Um. They, because they'll defend their position on why what they've been receiving is more true than what you're showing them scripture actually says mm, right you know so and that's something man that's alarming as well man like uh, there's so many things there's so many because of that there's so many hidden things in scripture that we have been going on for years never knowing about Right. You know, so uh, there's a lot of, as a result, you we see a lot of illiteracy that's going on in Scripture. And man, you and I know when we, when you and I talk and we find out things in Scripture together, man, we're like excited, like wow, this is what was really going on. This is what God was really saying. Right. Like man, you know. Yeah, so you so find you finding out you finding out God's heart about things yep. and. Yep. You know exactly. And there's a desire to know Him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 here's another thing that I, I think is important with this whole worldliness conversation. I talked about it a little um, on the previous show as well. But we don't realize how many attributes that we share or characteristics that we share with Lucifer. Like like we don't like. I think if we're going to look at what worldliness is, what better place to go to the beginning, you know, the garden and, 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 and even Satan when he was in heaven and how he ended up falling, he was, he, he was in heaven, you know, 
the Bi- the Bible lets us know that he had position in heaven too. Um, the Bible calls him the anointed cherub that covers. And um, the Bible lets us know that he had influence. And, and the problem, I think what happens with many of us in the church is we 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 think our God given beauty. We make our God given beauty and talent about us, just like Satan did. Like the yeah. um and, and here's the thing. God shares his glory with us, but not the way that we think he does. See, a lot of times we think God shares his glory with us so people can look at us and be like, whoa. Adrian can really teach or Gabe can really rap or man, she can really sing. And and we think that God's glory is about us. But the Bible lets us know when God shares his glory with us, that it is for men to be point pointed to him. How do we know light represents God's glory in the Bible? This is why Jesus said, let your light so shine your light so shine before men that they see your good works, but here it is, but they glor- that they glorify the Father in heaven. That's right. And so Lucifer being the light bearer or the glory bearer, he, he began to see the influence and in the worship that the angels were, were, how they were worshiping God based off of his talent, based off of his beauty. And he said, you know what? Man, I'm a bad man. <laughs> man, I'm going to ascend and be like the most high. I'm going to exalt my throne above the throne of God. Like, And he began to become prideful. And, and, and many of us don't realize we've allowed that worldly mindset to enter into our hearts. We, we think that people being in all of our talent, people being in all of our gift is about us. And, and we're so arrogant. And we don't realize it. We think that that is our relationship with God because we think we're doing God a favor when we make him look good. Like, like God doesn't need us to make him look good. He it's it's a privilege that he decides to use us. It's a privilege that he's gifted us. Yeah. And, you know, it's you know, you're right, man. And what we have to recognize is if you don't recognize the gifts that God gave you for his purpose, you'll use your gifts and get derailed from God. Man. And uh, this is what we see that's happening amongst the church. Uh, You know, people are getting pulled away, uh, you know, because of things that they desire. And and I want to say that uh, when it comes to the things that we desire, and hey, you know, first I'll say, hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with you know hey god you know blessing us but we have to put things in perspective here you know like Mm. uh if god gave us that that thing that we desire whatever it might be if god gave us you know that thing or you know we're using our gifts in another way that is outside of you know the premises of christ uh uh, whatever it is that we have our our minds and our eyes set on we have to ask ourselves the question, if God gave us that thing for all eternity, would we be happy? Mm. And I think that uh, we have to recognize that the answer is no. Right. 
if God gave us that thing for all eternity, we would not be happy. So what God has been trying to tell us for so long in our lives is everything that we desire, we ultimately won't find happiness in but him. Man. So we, we try to, to we so sure. so what you're saying is we we end up worshiping the gift instead of the giver of the gift. We end up worshiping the benefits of the gift instead of the giver of the gift. And we yeah. look for we look for um, wholeness or satisfaction and fulfillment and even identity in the gift instead of the giver of the gift. That's right. Yeah, man, that's powerful, man. I think that's why. And I'm going to say this as we begin to wrap up because I don't want to hold you. I know you got to get to your family. I got to get to my family, too. Um <laughs> This this is why I think it's so important for us to separate our relationship with God or our pursuit of God, our intimacy with God from our gifts at times. Like I have to put put rap down mentally. I have to put this podcast down mentally. I have to put teaching and preaching God's word down mentally and just say, hey, God, reveal yourself to me. Yeah. Like check the parts of me that are not like you. Like search my heart, God. Cleanse me. Make me yep. whole like make me right. Help give me a clean heart. Give me a mindset that is pure after you. Like I have to I have to sit because here's the thing. We often make the mistake of thinking what we do for God is a substitute for an authentic relationship with God. Yeah. Like me rapping on a stage, you singing on a stage or preaching on a stage is not a substitute for a prayer life. It is not a substitute for a word life. It's not yeah. a substitute for those things. That's like, man, that's like <laughs> like I can I can buy my wife all the roses in the world, outfits, shoes and all of that stuff. But it means nothing if I don't give her intimate time one-on-one time and i think it's even more true with god god wants our time he wants our affection if you're a singer what if god took your voice could you still worship him from your heart could you still praise him if he took your if you're an athlete if he took your legs or your arm like could like is it is it is it do you love do we love god more than we love our gifts do we love yeah. God more than a platform? And I think when we when we address that issue, um, that speaks to the heart of worldliness, because I think our amb- ambitions, our ambitions for these things, we have more ambitions for these things than we do um, our relationship with God. And so I yeah. think when when our ambition for success or fame overshadows or is stronger than our our desire f- to walk. Um, in relationship with God, I think that opens us up to compromise. And that's why the church is so, so prosperity focused that we just think that fame is godliness. Oh, that's God blessing them. We, it don't matter that they can, they can be receiving an award for, for a song titled shake your booty. And they, and, and they get up and say, I like to give honor to God. Oh, God blessed her. That, that's yeah. godly success. That's why I like yeah. that's why I like the song with and I'm, and I'm, this is not me condemning Nicki Minaj, 
This is more a judgment towards Tasha Cobbs. That's why when Nicki Minaj got on the song with Tasha Cobbs and she begins to sing, rap about God bless me where to get where I'm at and bless me yeah. with this success. I'm like, so you mean to tell me God blessed you to be a sex symbol? God yeah. blessed you to show your body and rap about oral sex and That's right. doing all like God blessed that. And then Tasha Cobbs, who is supposed to be a worship leader and believer, is allowing you to say that. And she's she is allowing you to say this on her song, which means she's co-signing. Yeah. God bless that. Like, man, we got to do better and we have yeah. to stop allowing celebrity Christians to shape our our worldview and let That's the right. Bible shape our worldview. I don't care how well somebody sings or how many records they're sold or how many churches they're touring in. If they're yeah. not uh, rightly dividing the word of truth and and and, and preaching and, and displaying sound doctrine, we yeah. we have to stand against it. And, and bring correction in love. That's right. You know, because if we don't, what we're doing is we're misleading people. We're actually right. causing, we're actually uh, presenting a false Christianity and causing people to stumble away from the gospel. Yeah. And that's why, you know what? You, and, and that's why I just want to make this last point, but, and that's why Ephesians, that's why Ephesians says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But reprove them, like That's right. you know what I'm saying. But go ahead. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm, I'm no, going. You got me going. You're the nail. Um, I was just going to say too that you know what you said about how people can view those things as hey God is blessing them. What we have to keep in mind is uh, Scripture even talks about for those who think monetary gain is next to godliness is confused. Wow. Like. This is what scripture is telling us. Like God is trying to say, hello, you know, what you're looking for is first and foremost found in me. Um, it says that we are, con you know, that we're corrupted in the mind. If we think that, I think first Timothy talks about this, how we think that we're corrupt. We're, we are cor corrupted in mind. If we think that, you know, gain, you know, is it's next godliness. to godliness. Yeah. And I just think, man, we got to, we, we, for the first, what we have to do, we have to let God be God. Yeah. That's what we have to do. We just let God be God and understand that his will stands over everything. Amen. Yeah. We have to understand that first and foremost. And this is something that people are not willing to accept, you know, but we have to, as believers, we have to understand that he was God before we got here. He's always going to be God. And we also have to make sure that we are putting his will before our lives, you know. So but that doesn't mean that, hey, you know, we cannot continue to, you know, have certain things blessed. But we have to understand that first and foremost, we have to let God be God. Right. And I agree with that, man, so much, man. That's awesome, man. I, man, thank you for coming on, man. I know that you um, you got to get to your family and everything. I'm so I'm so I'm so glad that you came on. I have to get you on again because we got to continue this conversation, man. And um, I think I think many people are going to be blessed by it. And I'll just say this, guys. You know, I'll conclude this conversation with. We, we have to, like Adrian said, we have to let God be God. You know, God doesn't need our help um, to make him famous. Like he, he decides to use us, but we have to do things according to his prescription and how he would have us to do it. 
And so I think, man, if if you don't take anything from this show, man, like I would encourage everyone to um, like strengthen your devotion before God. Like when you first wake up in the morning, don't hop on social media. Don't cut on the television. Hit your knees. Like ask ask God for wisdom and understanding and and and, and open up the Bible. Like I always tell people, like man, don't just read scripture. Like pick a scripture, but read a chapter, read a book of the Bible to get the context of what is actually happening. And 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 what happens is the Holy Spirit is the best teacher. <laughs> We don't, we don't, I don't believe we ask the Holy Spirit to teach us enough. I agree. You know, he's there, but we, we would rather listen to what other men have to say about scripture or just take our pastor's word for it. And it's nothing wrong with listening to preachers and teachers and things of that nature, but you have to trust God even more than men in their uh, their interpretation of the word. And that's not to say that God hasn't anointed pastors and teachers, but there are some things that God wants to show you in your in your personal devotion. There's revelation and 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 wisdom that God wants to reveal to us in our personal devotion. And and I'm and I'm a witness, man. God, a lot of people ask me, "What books are you reading, Gabe?" and and a lot and my response is always the Bible. Like I don't read a lot of commentary or books. You know, I might watch uh, some YouTube clips here and there. But the most consistent thing in my life is the Bible and prayer, the Bible and prayer and fasting, consecrate, man, turn down a plate one day. Um, work your way up to fast in 24 hours, like sacrifice something for for the Lord and, and what, what I've learned is when you cut out distractions, you will be able to sense God's presence more. You'll be able to hear his voice more. You the scriptures will jump out at you and 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 and, and, and gravitate to your heart and take root. And so that's my encouragement to you guys. Adrian, thank you God, for coming on once again, bro. Um, hey man, thank you. It's been a pleasure. But listen, guys, you've been tuned into the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture.